Thundergrunt Podcast Network. As a musician and a lifelong music lover, I've always enjoyed playing shows and going to shows. Little shows, giant arena concerts, and all the ones in between. There was one band when I was growing up that always had these outrageous, ridiculous live shows. And I was lucky enough in the early, mid-90s to go and see this band. After the show, we decided to wait around for autographs and stuff like you do. And as we were leaving, we came around a corner and we almost hit the lead singer and the female of the group. And that band was Guar. A curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters. A collector of knowledge. Curioso podcast. So Chris, we took a special trip. Yes, we did, and it was super fun. We went uh, we went down south. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you consider Virginia south. Well, it's south from us. It is south from us. It might not be south to all, the, all of our listeners, but we live in and around the Baltimore area. Right. And but we uh, didn't go as far south as where we would need cowboy hats or anything like that. Uh, I mean, we did find a cowboy hat. We did. Oh, yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Yes, yeah. we did. We'll yeah. talk about that. So, but uh, yeah, we went to uh, Richmond, Virginia. Mm hmm. Yeah. And uh, we caught a little show. Uh, a, yeah. little, a little burlesque show. A little song, a little dance. Yeah, but even better... Batman's head on a lance. <laughs> and we saw a building with two giant milk jugs that were three stories high. Those were huge jugs. They were big jugs, <laughs> in fact. <laughs> but uh, we went with, uh, of course, my wife, our mm-hmm. friend Scott, mm-hmm. and, um, and our, friend, our Hortz. friend Chris Hortz. Uh, right. oh, Hortz. To, yeah, we'll just, just last names. <laughs> Just last names We're here. changing the names to protect the innocent. Uh, we went with Bernie <laughs> Sanders. Sanders. Bernie Maddow. <laughs> Who is that? Frank Kalanovich. Uh, <laughs> Just thinking of words. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so basically we went uh, down there specifically for a reason. Yeah, we went to go visit and experience the Guar Bar. And good Lord, let me tell you. I, I don't know if you want to get into this later. Let's, but, in, let's just start. Okay, let's with just it. start it. Okay. I had so much fun. I did too. Like, it was really, really good. But the food was phantasmagorial. Yeah. Okay. It was fantastic. It was wonderful. On, on our way down there, like, I'm expecting, you know, a, well, it literally a, says a bar, like a pub on the, like the Yelp, whatever. Or mm-hmm. it, it's like, it's, a, it's called a dive bar. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm expecting like, like a fries, crappy burgers. Pub grub. Yeah, pub right? grub. Exactly. We get there and it literally is like five star, you know. I I, I don't know if it's five star, it's, but it was it was delicious. It was pretty darn close. And all to the five plates star. were made like very uh, like they were done very well. Yeah. Like uh I got the jizz mac and cheese. <laughs> oh yes, you okay? did. Okay. And um on top of my macaroni and cheese, which is with truffles, by mm-hmm. the way, and mm-hmm. has, uh, you know, is, you know, this ribbon of, like, the, what's, like, like you ever make a grilled cheese and, mm. you, you know, the side of the cheese comes out a little bit and it oh, goes yeah. in the pan, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? They have one of those into a ribbon mm-hmm. and have put it on top of the cheese. Oh, God. <laughs> so good. But um, 
Yeah, all the food was really good. Mm -hmm. All the beer was really good, the selection. I actually wound up getting a tiki drink. uh, And and the reason why we got the tiki drink was because it comes, well, you you have to pay the price. Right. You you pay the piper, but you get get a souvenir guar mug. Which is enormous, as it should be, really. I mean, it is is guar. It is a guar. Over the top. No, it is like the kind of mug that I I seriously might just have to carry this around like the Renaissance Festival. You know what I mean? It kind of trumps my Ren Fair mug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got it's a huge. Pretty large Ren mug last year, and it's rather dwarfed compared yeah. to yeah, it's the Guar gigantic. mug. But it's yeah, it's awesome. It looks like rock, and it's totally made out of what like a it's porcelain ceramic. or some ceramic, ceramic or whatever. Yeah. But it's got a you know like a big Guar face on it. You it know, it says Guar at the bat bottom. Wings on bat it. wings, yeah, big eyeball, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. But it comes with like a tiki drink, and we right. all had a few of those throughout the night. Quite a few because you get a free tiki drink when you buy one. But and the, then you get refills and then for you, like half price. <laughs> <laughs> so we kept on. Uh, drinking those, and mm-hmm. then we, of course we had uh, we all tried the Guar beer, which was who made that? I don't remember who made. that. I know Cigar City makes uh, Guar has a Guarbecue every year. Yes, and we'll get into that a little bit later on too. And um, I know that's Cigar City that makes the the Kilsner right right Guar beer, yeah. but they also have another one that's on tap at the restaurant that was really good. It was like a red mm-hmm. ale. Or whatever, and it was like a you know like an Irish red ale. Yeah, yeah. And it was really good. I don't think I had one of those. Yeah, I I had one of that. Was the first thing I started off with. So <laughs> anyway, the point is, we got really drunk and spent a lot of money buying merchandise and yes, food from the Guar Bar. Oh man. So we decided, just kind of on the spur of the moment, to uh, you know we we're knocking out one of our episodes that mm-hmm. we were going to do specifically to talk about Guar today. Yeah. Well, okay. We have done one or two. We did D.G. Allen. Right. We've done Joey Ramone. Right. We've done some music things, and Guar is right there at the top of the list yeah. for being a band that uh, influenced us as you know, as youths, as as youths, yeah, um, as, as youths, <laughs> as, as young as you young youths. But if you guys don't know, Guar is a what going on thirty years now? Yeah, just about thirty a years. Thirty yeah. year old band that kind of pretty. I mean, they started. Well, they didn't start the the shock rock stuff. You had people like Alice Cooper and things who came before who them, inspired yeah. them, you know. But they went completely over the top. But what I like about them is, okay, so uh, you know, if you don't know who Guar is, mm-hmm. you know, like we were just saying, um, they dress from head to toe in mm-hmm. these foam rubber monster <laughs> masks and feet and stuff right, like that. Right. Now, you'll, you'll notice that when they're performing up on stage, a lot of the time, like, they'll have kind of like shoulder pads and like a face mask, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then, you know, they'll have, you know, like something covering their loins. Right. Most of them, like their legs, their arms, and usually their midsection. Yeah. Is but then, then open they'll have yeah, then they'll have yeah, exactly. They're so, so much junk. So they're like half naked and completely covered in foam rubber at the same time, I know, which is it's awesome. So like it's so crazy, right? But it, but, but, but it, it, there's a there's probably a reason. It's probably because the foam rubber gets so extremely warm. Yeah. On stage with the lights and all that stuff. Like yeah, it, it would be like performing in a rock and roll band in full. 
uh, I don't I don't even know, like in full like monster makeup is yeah, basically what exactly. they're doing, like on a movie set. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so basically like most of their, you know, midsection is mm-hmm. completely opened so they can sweat and, you know, let it all out. But then right. what they'll do is they'll take, you know, some makeup and put it on their abdomen, <laughs> right? <laughs> there's... So that it looks like they have six packs or right, whatever. But the guys the guys with the big bellies still have <laughs> six packs. Yeah. It's so great. <laughs> so um so there was a, there's a, a lot of members to this band. They all, you oh, know, we'll obviously get, they play rock yeah. and roll. They play metal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have, you know, a ton of albums out. Like yes. all during the 2000s, they went into like Turbo Overdrive and like yeah, they put did. a lot of albums out. And I don't even know a lot of them. You know right, what I mean? I know right. the stuff from like the early 90s when we were listening to them. Mm-hmm. So, but, so I'm going to have to catch up. Oh, yeah. There's, you know there's I mean? a ton. But so, let's, let's go back to the beginning. The band originally formed in 1984 pretty much by one dude. Dave Brocky. Yeah, now he's originally a uh, Canadian, mm-hmm. uh, oh, but don't hold that against him. Right, right. And that kind of explains a lot. You think? Yeah. But, yeah, so it was really uh, his brainchild. He was the driving force behind it. And he was pretty much the only member who was with the band the entire time up until his death last year. Yeah, he um he really was like he was the driving force. I mean, mm-hmm. so but you you also have it's so strange. So you have you have Guar, mm-hmm. who is the actual band, right. but you don't just have them. You also have like this little surrounding kind of group of people <laughs> right. that are like an artist collective around Guar. Uh-huh. And they are called the Slave Pit. Yes. So yes. so a lot of that stems from they they wanted to do for their live performances, they sort of, uh, a lot of their albums are thematic. Mm-hmm. So when they would do, you know, shows and stuff for the album, to promote the album or whatever, uh, they would pretty much put on uh, a stage show, like a play, basically, and act out the songs. Let's, or Let's not necessarily call it a play. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> but that's, in essence, that's what they're doing. Yeah, you know. so, yeah, they basically, they put on this live show, uh, and during the live show, mm-hmm. they, it's, it's, the, the thing that you have to remember when we're saying all this is that mm-hmm. it's all parody. Yes, okay? yes, but it is grotesque, Yeah. horrific, mm-hmm. a lot of times super vulgar. Check. Uh, sometimes racist. Check. Sometimes sexist. Check. Uh, but they did it in a loving way. Which I know sounds funny, (laughs) but everybody has that one friend Mm -hmm. or, like, crotchety old grandpa that's kind Uh, of a little bit racist, and he doesn't mean it because that's from the area that he's from. Okay, this is not from the era. This is not that. (laughs) Yeah, this is not crotchety old half-racist grandpa. No, this is... This is, like, it's different. Well, they they did it originally and and did it throughout the entire uh, career of the band because it was to, to parody all of the stupid junk you know, that is on TV and radio and politics, you know, and social stuff. Like, it was basically to poke fun at all those things that people take way too seriously. Yeah, so basically, you know, during their stage show, they constantly bring out, uh, like, foam, rubber-headed visages of celebrities uh-huh. that they don't like and they want to spear. Well, not that and they, they literally like. spear them. <laughs> yeah, or chop their heads off or have sex with their... You know, disembodied skull. Yeah. You know, I mean, fun stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's not that they don't like them. It's more of to prove how ridiculous 
you know, some of the, the statements people make. Yeah. Uh, some of the politics, you know, that was a big thing in the 90s. There was a lot of political stuff with their live shows. A lot of religious uh, things with their live shows as well. Well, the, there was also, I mean, there were certain, uh, there are certain characters as well that embodied different things. So you had uh, like a, a, a guy that was sort of a superhero themed guy mm-hmm. named Corporal Punishment. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And Corporal Punishment would come out and he would kick Guar's ass up and down the stage. Right, because then, they were like hippie punk y- rockers, yeah. you know? <laughs> and he was like the quintessential version of what, what Guar would see as. You know the uh, military standard, basically. Yeah. You yeah. know, not that there's anything wrong with the military standard or, or any of that behavior, but to poke fun of it, yeah. you know, at it, then they fight corporal punishment on stage. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And of course, Guard never loses, so Guard eventually, you know, rips his pecs off. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, that's right. You know, his pectoral muscles literally rip them off, and mm-hmm. and everything else. But there's other, you know, there's other characters too, like Techno Destructo, mm-hmm. who is like a giant you know, like cyborg robot kind of guy, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they wind up like fighting him, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's all like a parody of different things that are, are happening. So yeah. I believe, I mean, I've seen where they've, uh, they, they ripped the top of Marilyn Manson's head off. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I believe they uh, disemboweled Sarah Palin. Yeah. They fed Jerry Springer to the world maggot, which yeah. is another character in their, in their oeuvre, in their, in their mythology. Of, yeah, basically, right? Yeah. Uh, except for that one was real. It was actually it was Jerry real. Springer on stage right. because uh, they had spent a lot of time during the 90s since they were, they were they basically formed their group around 1984. Yes. So by the time the 90s came around, they they really started to get a, like a, you know, like an underground name for their Well, they, they had a cult following most of the 80s. Yeah. They were in a few B-movies. Yeah, and let's also mention too, we, I'm sorry, I apologize, but um, also... This, uh, this, they were from Richmond. Now, Dave mm-hmm. Brockie, he was obviously, you know, like I said, he was from Canada, but he moved to Richmond, and this is when they formed that, the collective and the slave pit and started to become Guar. Right. But, um, but, you know, during that, uh, you know, during that time period, they, they all toured out of Richmond. Mm-hmm. So that's why we went to Richmond, and that's where the Guar Bar is, because they all lived there. Right. Yeah, and, and the, the, uh, the Guar Bar was actually started by the guitarist Balzac. The Jaws of Death. Yeah, so the, his uh, his real name is is uh, Michael Dirks, mm-hmm. and uh, he worked like you know when he wasn't touring, he was working in a lot of bars and restaurants, right. and that's why he decided to open up the bar. And I think some of the other members helped him out, but it, it, it's kind of you know this is kind of like their business, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I can't necessarily find every single little bit of everything. Yeah, but but, but the main kind of. Spear point of that was was Dirks or Balzac. Mm-hmm. So, which I believe he's the one that has been in the band the longest, besides Brocky, if I if I do believe. Yeah, he he came in about 1988. So you know they had been around for a few years, but mm-hmm. it was before they really hit their big stride during the 90s and even bigger stride during the 2000s. Right, exactly. So, yeah, besides Mike Dirk, uh, you had Don Dakulich. Who is Sleazy P. Martini? Oh yeah, he's been with the group for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he he was actually, I think he started in like eighty five, eighty six mm-hmm. with the band. Um, like okay, we keep throwing out these names, but there there are so many members that have come in and out, yeah. and Guajara has come in and out of them, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least on stage. Yeah, 
uh, that have been in this band. You're talking a band 30 years old, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's well, not But like not just that, but you also have their stage name and then their real name. So right. we keep on saying Brocky. Well, he's Odorous Arungus. Yes. He we, is we, the quote-unquote leader of mm -hmm. the entire group or has been up until, you know, his real-life counterpart, Dave Brocky, passed away. Right. So... I mean, you know, he was really like the the leader. He was the front man of the group. Mm -hmm. You know, he he did all the singing. He did a lot of the writing. Yeah, a majority of the writing. The yeah. majority of the writing for mm -hmm. the group. You know, and I mean, he was really like the glue that kind of held it, you know, together. Although, I, I to this day, like I haven't listened to the new album. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine Guar without that voice. With yeah, without, without Dave's his voice. voice, I can't. But, but here's the thing is that, you know, and we're kind of jumping all around here. And I know, I apologize. but there's so much to talk. There really is so much to talk there is. about. So, uh, so, but you had another member mm -hmm. who is uh, Beefcake the Mighty. Yes, Beefcake. Okay. So Beefcake the Mighty was, is he, he's the uh, guitarist, right? No, he's the bassist. Right. The bassist. bassist. Okay. I apologize. Yeah. So he is the bassist uh, of the group. Now he has been portrayed by two different people. Yes. Um, and uh, now that, uh, Dave uh, Brocky or Odorous Arungus has gone to back to the stars, as they like to say. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, he, you know, he decided to basically come on and do the lead singing for the group, and instead of being the original, his original character, because now there is another Beefcake the Mighty, right. he's decided to come on as the mantle of Blothar. Yeah, yeah. So I know we're jumping all over the place, but there's so much to talk about. Well, you know and that's I mean? the thing. I'm trying to stick with like. A few of the members, then a little bit of the history. A few of the members, a little bit of the history. So yeah. it's it's going to be a little little sporadic, mm -hmm. but uh, if you really are interested in learning more about Guar, uh, there is a plethora, a myriad of information out there in the cyber world uh, to go and track down more information about them. There was actually four different Really? BKs. So it's not like just the, oh, geez, man. That's a lot of beefcake. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh, in the early '80s, and through well, in most of the '80s, it was Michael Bishop, and then Casey Orr. Now, Mike, yeah, Michael Bishop is the original one who is now yes. Blothar the Mighty. Right. Uh, then there was Casey Orr through '95 to '97, '98, around there. Then Todd Evans, and as recently it is Jameson Land, who okay. is Beefcake the Mighty. Who's, who's the new Beefcake. Right. So um, I also want to mention, because of the fact that we are talking about Guar, we've already mentioned a few things. If you don't understand that, we're going to be talking about some pretty gross things. Gross, graphic, yeah, disgusting like, things. I, I know it sounds funny, but you know, and we all know the difference between watching Faces of Death death and yes. watching like you know, horror movie death, okay? Right. We well, all should is, know the difference between that. But this, it's so hard to describe. If no one's ever seen or, or experienced, uh, you know, some of their, their movies or their live shows, well, it's really, really hard to describe because it's somewhere in the middle of, like, horrific, yeah, like, like really bad, like, horrible, like, oh, man, that makes you nauseous. And cartoon violence, kind of like almost like uh, I don't know. It's like the mixture, a mixture between yeah, something like a, a terrible horror movie and like Coop, right? Yeah, like Coop the artist. Yeah, yeah. So you have like you and know, his yeah, same Coop kind of exactly. So you have like a you know, 
you'll have like you know a a Mrs. Frankenstein, mm-hmm. right? But she'll be wrapped up, you know, in some wrappings, like she's just getting off of the table, being you know electrocuted to life. Right. But she's kind of like in a pinup and sexy. Right. right? So exactly. it's kind of like the you have your scary mixed with your you know your anything that it could be. You know what I mean? You got with your that, scary it's sexy. my sexy. You got your sexy and my scary. <laughs> But but with Guar, it's that same sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so you not only have this, you know, these terrible things that they're wearing and they're talking, you know, about, you know, uh, raping and killing people. They're not actually doing it. It's no. a parody of that. Exactly. Of the fact they're they're basically like these outer space Vikings coming to <laughs> rape much. and pillage your town. Right. It's basically right. like the the their their idea, right? right. In fact, I I believe they're what from this this the original story is that they're. They're from space, right? Mm-hmm. They're space aliens yes, who are grotesque aliens. monsters Yes, who uh, were shot to Earth because they were so terrible that their race didn't want them. I believe that was the original. The original story. story. Okay. Yeah. And then they got... The mythos has changed. Yeah. And then they got the caught in the uh, Antarctic ice. Yes. And they slept for millions of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually uh, our greenhouse gases caused <laughs> the ice caps to melt. Right. And they were set free and yes. pillaged Earth since uh, the 1980s. Right. Is basically the mm-hmm. idea. And doing that by uh, killing people during their rock shows. And feeding them to the world maggot and mm-hmm. and all kinds of other things. Yeah. So that's basically the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but you know, like I said, we you know you have this sexy and nasty, you know what I mean, stuff all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of which, there were quite a few sexy people in the band, or people that we might think are sexy. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to uh, I wanted to mention uh, Slymenstra Hyman. Yes. Joe, she was. Uh, one of the only female members of the band up until recently. So Slymenstra Hyman, and her real name is uh, Danielle Stamp, she uh, she joined the band basically from the very beginning, as far as I I know. Yeah, about, right? well, about 88. Oh, so, so uh, uh, around uh, the same time Sleazy P. Martini joined. Right, it. right. So you have to understand, this was, a, like you were saying, the collective, yeah. the, the slave pit. It started off with basically just a band, you know, four or five people started a band. Yeah, and then the the costumes and things and the mythos started to get more and more elaborate, mm-hmm. and it would build and build and build, and to pull off these live shows, they needed a bigger slave pit. Well, they needed more people, they needed more yeah. help, mm-hmm. more artists and things like that to help pull off the the grandiose shows. Just as a regular four or five person band, it's a tough gig. Yeah, just getting your equipment there. Oh, I know that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know. They needed help, mm-hmm. and luckily enough, they were able to find it, and one of the people they found was Danielle, and she brought a lot of stage presence. Yeah. You know, she did- I, a, I would say so. Well, but she did, I mean, <laughs> she did a lot of crazy things on stage. Uh, she did sing for a while. Mm-hmm. She would do- uh, Yeah, she sang backups. Mm-hmm. She did a few uh, where she, you know- Sang or screamed or yeah, <laughs> did whatever. Exactly. yeah. Uh, would constantly growl at mm-hmm. people. Um, she was a, a dancer. She also did uh, uh, some fire dancing mm-hmm. during, uh, you know, some of the some of the songs and during different tours. Uh, blow fireball. She did a lot of fire performance. Yeah. Eventually, she actually became when when she wound up leaving the group. Uh, I believe it was like ninety nine. 
she wound up actually joining up uh, with a few other girls and had the girly freak show. Hmm. Um, she, so she's another sideshow performer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've never met her before, mm-hmm. but, you know, I have met a few people that know know her and have worked with her before. Right, she right. did a little stint at the Brothers Grimm, which was, uh, mm, you know, nice. on, the, on the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. You know, she's done some work with uh, Zamora the Torture King uh, and a few mm-hmm. other people. And, you know, I think now she actually has, like, some kind of a production company or it's like a, I'm sorry, what? Uh, it's not a production company. It's like a interior and exterior design company nice. called Wrapped in Comfort out of L.A., where mm. she does like stage design and stuff like that for mm-hmm. you know for concerts and stuff. Okay. So yeah, I, I think that's kind of cool. So yeah. she's just kind of furthered you know her knowledge and you know what I mean and done a few different things and yeah. and that's that's the whole cool thing about the slave pit. Is you learn so much from you know casting molds to making right. you know what I mean making design pieces and all kinds of other stuff that you eventually become you know a very well rounded individual and you can move off and do something else. Yeah, well, you're you're like I said, you're basically working on stage production like a play. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So there's lighting, there's effects, there's sound and audio, and and, and not to mention the actual like guitars and there's so much yeah. because it is is sort of this visual akie as to use a japanese term you know like uh, the this stage presence of these characters mm-hmm. you know cuz there's huge set pieces one of the most amazing things i saw the first time i saw them is was a giant like 18 foot Tyrannosaurus Rex come out on stage, you know, <laughs> powered by one dude yeah. in this giant suit, and he would run around on stage and like chomp at the character, you know, the chomp at the, the characters, yeah, the and, musicians and yeah. stuff. His name was Gorgor. There's oh, a, that's right, Gorgor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and there's yeah, a song and it all has to do with you know, it will all tie back to a song that you can buy on an album mm-hmm. and take home and listen to and remember yeah. the stage show. I mean, that's the thing is that that they're not just the stage show. They're also the the music, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and you know, and now they're a bar that you can go and yeah. you know eat at and drink at. Yeah, and not not with just the um, the bar. They had a now discontinued comic book line, mm-hmm. trading cards, cartoons, board games, signature beers, uh, barbecue sauces, and even e liquids for your vaping needs. Yeah, they actually have vape juice. <laughs> well, right. Uh, what is it, Mount? Mount Baker? Mount Baker Vapor, yeah. Yeah, they, they make the juices for you know, them. For yeah. them, yeah. Yeah, they, and now, um, so they have what, like Jismo Globin? Jismo Globin, And yeah. then, uh, and Bloodbath, and a few, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, and Spew, yeah. and, you know, a few different other things. Uh, and, uh, you know, speaking of Spew, that's one of the things that we didn't quite mention yet. Oh, yeah, that's true. We haven't even gotten to that. We haven't so, even gotten to the main part of the, st- well, not the main part, one of the main parts uh, in the stage show. Let's just say, not it's not the main part. Let's just say it's the best part of the <laughs> stage show. Is it the best show. part? Uh, no, no, because I don't know it, if it's the best part. Let's just let's just put it out there, Joe. Okay, when when they're decapitating, or climaxing, or <laughs> <laughs> throwing, you know, bodily functions and materials at each other on stage. Did we mention this is really gross? Yes. Like a really gross stage I think we said that. Yeah, okay. I think we said that. Yeah. You are a part of the stage show Mm -hmm. as an audience member. Yeah, you are... like at a Gallagher show. Remember those? Yeah. When he would smash the watermelon and all the fruit and stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is like a thousand times more messy. Now, um, 
the reason why is because when they chop someone's head off, mm-hmm. it sprays out like a you know like a like a like a Blood. like a kung fu movie. Yeah, yeah, no, it is totally straight out of their neck yeah. and flying all <laughs> over the audience. Yeah, they use uh, they usually use uh, uh, compressed air and like pump it through. Or whatever, yeah, yeah. Right? Off stage, there's hoses that go through the suits, yeah. the costumes. You know, once the whatever is severed or whatever action is done. Then the machine goes on backstage. A member of the slave pit is back there, you know, helping with the stage show. And the the neck with the spurting blood, it doesn't just spurt. It spurts it to the fly. back of the room. Yeah, it flies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, literally, if you're 40 feet back, you're going to get it. Yeah, You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. So so basically, like, everyone that would be in the mosh pit, mm-hmm. that, that would be right up front. And this is the thing. When I went to go see them, I'm in the mosh pit, right? Yeah. And the blood comes flying so fast and so fierce, it hits me in the eye. I'm moshing. I can no longer see. Uh I slip because it's all wet and Mm -hmm. go right down on my ass. Yep. Right? So literally, I don't even know how anyone can mosh at a Guar concert because you just slide and fall on your butt or or right (laughs) on your face like all night long like right, there's no right. way it's just everything is so I'm, I'm really surprised that they actually let Guar get away with this at most places but I think yeah. that they that's why we've seen him at the 930 club a couple of times I've seen Guar in my life probably five times yeah and I think I've seen him at least two or three mm-hmm. you know what I mean I mean I haven't you know I'm not the hugest Guar fan but yeah, I am yeah. I am a fan regardless of whether I go or not and that's the thing it's so, like I am I don't know every single album I don't know every single song mm-hmm. I just know there's so much energy and it's good energy yeah. you know it's fun it's exciting it's weird it's strange and a lot of people are going to take uh, you know offense to them a lot of people you know what yeah, i mean a, a lot, lot of, people of people will did. they you know what i mean they, i mean they are gross monsters and they're having sex on mm-hmm. the stage and you know yeah, what i mean and stuff your, like that but this isn't your radio pop everyday no it's you not know, music this is not that but the thing is, is that the, what you have to keep in mind is that th- that's the whole point is that they're parodying all the, that junk yeah they're 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 parodying uh, parodying violence yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, there. You know, there are gangs of real people that mm-hmm. do terrible things, and they're they're showing that it's. You know what I mean? It is this that is, horrendous. Yeah. In their eyes, what happens every day on this planet is that horrendous. And that's why they're here is to you know is to call the human race, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. As, as yeah. yeah as Guar. Mm-hmm. So let's get into a little bit about where the name came from. Okay. Okay, so the original band name was Death Piggy. Mm. Um, and uh, so they kind of, I mean, it had a lot of the very first members of Guar. Yeah. Then that was technically disbanded uh, because uh, when Death Piggy was out, Brocky would go out uh, and he would have a stage presence mm-hmm. that he called Guarigla. I don't even know how it's pronounced, <laughs> but it's. G W A A R R G G H H L L G H. Okay. Right? Sure. So that would be his I'm Guaragaga. Yeah, the, and that would be stage his persona. His for stage persona. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever have you seen the original stuff? I, well, no. I saw I think it was when they first became known as Guar. Yeah. Air quotes. 
Uh, and it was like at, at some rec hall yeah, show, I, and there yeah. were a bunch of kids, you know, mm-hmm. and all of like their... shows that we used to go to yeah, as, yeah, yeah. as children. Yeah, and all of their uh, stage costuming mm-hmm. was literally like foam, just like what, cut is, into shapes. it was like football pads and yeah, stuff like that with like foam duct taped yeah. onto the football pads and just really awkward helmets and they stuff. had the, the awkward helmets were like bike helmets yeah i know which and is then they had they had them. spikes on their shoulder pads and helmets and things like that uh, that were made out of like tin foil you could yeah, tell that they were just foam. shiny and yeah foam mm. and stuff like that and this is way way different than what they look like now mm-hmm. you know what i mean this was definitely like proto guar yeah so um so eventually uh guarigula or whatever it is you know however long it is just got shortened to guar and then that's when they just became the band Guar, and mm-hmm. then they all came up with their different personas. Yeah. And they all have different, actually, like, different stories behind each oh, yeah. one of the characters. Oh, yeah. It's, you know it's what I mean? awesome. And, you know, like I was talking about uh, Slymenstra. Um, one of the things that she does when she would perform is uh, she would keep chains around, like, the, the slave pit people. They'd mm-hmm. be around. They'd be, like, up on stage doing guitar tech and stuff like that. Right. She would have chains around their neck. And mm-hmm. she would be like this, you know, the slave pit slave master. Slave master, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because they would have to do all the guitar tech stuff and she would have like chains around their neck. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It, it, I don't know. It was just kind of, it's kind of funny thing that she was kind of known for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, also, several other things like uh, I believe that she would shoot out uh, menstruation out into the crowd occasionally. <laughs> she would. Yeah. She would, in fact. Giant. Gushing, gushing geysers. geysers of menstruation out on the crowd. Yeah. So uh, it's not all just uh, uh, misogyny here. No. You know what I mean? No. It's, it's the other way around, which is, I think, personally, awful and great at the same time. Right. You know what I mean? For all the right reasons. Now, here's a funny story. Uh, I went to see them. I can't remember which time it was. I've seen them several times. They were playing with ICP. <laughs> now, now, here is the most hilarious thing to me. Is that ICP? If you don't know who ICP is, the Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. We actually have a short, uh, a short curioso mm. implanted inside the Guar Curioso podcast episode. I find this amazing. Go on, yeah. Joe. <laughs> ICP is a Detroit Detroit rap group. Right. ICP <laughs> is a Detroit rap group. Uh, two members, and one of their big things uh, for their stage show is they take a. Is it, I think it's a local. Soda, Fago soda, yeah, Fago. I, I get it when I go to West Virginia and go to Sheets, right? All the time. But it is made in Detroit, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the things they did, I guess, to kind of bolster their live shows is they started like spraying people. Well, they drank it all the time, so exactly. they grew up with it, you know. Right, but they would spray people in the with, audience with yeah. Fago, yeah, you know? two liters of Fago, and they would spray it all over the audience. They would buy it; it was so cheap, and they would just spray it all over everyone, and mm-hmm. it was like a big party. It's like you know the one dude who like. Who finally like gets a uh, you know gets up crowd surfing and has a bottle of water in his hand? And he just slings it all yeah, over yeah, you, exactly. and you're like, "You son of a," you know what it's I mean? It's the same thing. They, it's it's like, the same sort of thing. Yeah, it's like the sports thing where you have the champ champagne, yeah, and you shake it, and you or spray you, everybody, or you, or you throw the stuff over coach's head, the you know orange I mean? drink. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's the same thing. But that's just soda. Yeah, and those come out of bottles. Yeah, but then when you see Guar perform right after those guys. Or before them, you know, with the the necks spurting blood, <laughs> you know, vaginas spraying menstruation. 
uh, spit, all forms of all kinds oozy, of goozy coming out of like just mo- like hideous monsters that they have come yeah, up. Green whoever, blood and yeah, all kinds of stuff. And, and it's all water and food coloring. And you yeah, know. that's the thing too is that we, uh, you know, I want to mention that the stuff that they shoot out is mm-hmm. totally biodegradable. It's totally yeah. green. It's made it's, from a uh, seaweed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just like water and food coloring, yeah. and you know what I mean, and stuff like that. So it's not, it's nothing that's going, that's nothing toxic, right? That's going to be sprayed on you. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, Joe, and we've we kind of talked about this before yeah, we yeah. even started recording, is part of what most people do when they go to a guar show. Right. is to go and get like a four pack of plain white t-shirts <laughs> right exactly. and you wear that to the guar show because you mid know show. mid show yeah, <laughs> yeah you're going to be covered in head to toe in like green and red right. blood and all kinds Black, of stuff purple yeah just by all over the, your white t-shirt yeah by the end of and the then, show it's like you have a tie-dye exactly yeah. yeah but you know that it was covered in guar and you can prove that you've gone to a guar show because <laughs> it's all over shirt. you yeah. yeah so that's kind of like part of like you know not everybody does that it's like a rite of prat- passage yeah yeah, yeah. You, at least your first guar show that's what you need to do right yeah. like your first time seeing Rocky Horror Picture Show live mm-hmm. yeah you know when I used to be a, a member of the fan club, the first time you went, mm-hmm. you have to go and time, get your. You get a big old V on your forehead. Yeah, you know. Don't you have to get your cherry popped or something like that? Well, or and there's that. Yeah. But this isn't the Rocky Horror Picture Show episode. No, it's not. No, it's not. Can we have one of those? Uh, yeah. Let's awesome. do it. Yeah. All right, kids. So we have a Zazzle account now. So, do you remember when we did that Kentucky Meat Shower t-shirt? Mm-hmm. We have a Kentucky Meat Shower t-shirt up on our Zazzle account. That's right. And that Zazzle account is www.zazzle.com backslash Curioso Podcast. And we're going to be making sure we put that out there so you guys can see it. And we're going to continue to put some other merchandise up on it. Mm-hmm. So, keep an eye out and get some shirts. Because we need to keep the lights on. We need to keep that uh, curioso thing curious. And we just need to keep that bandwidth flowing. So if you could buy some merchandise and uh, that'll help us pay for the bandwidth, we would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, and if your friends ask you where you got that shirt or what it means, tell them. Tell them about the Curioso Podcast. Tell them how much you love it. Tell them how much you love me. And you like Chris. What? What? Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, Curiosos. Joe, I found this uh, kind of cool blog post. Mm-hmm. It's eight things that you should know before going to a Guar concert. Nice. Okay. It's a checklist. A checklist. Mm-hmm. Number one, the stage show is not for the faint of heart. So, you know, if you're the, you know, 700 Club kind of watcher, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're super-duper <laughs> Christian. Right. Uh, you enjoy going to church. Mm-hmm. This is not the band for you. Right. There's going to be depictions of fake plastic murder up on stage. <laughs> fake there's, plastic murder. There's going to be blood, you know what I mean? You know, if you're, uh, you know, the other 98% of the human race, you're going to love Guar. Maybe. Probably. It's it's a well, hate, it's a love or hate. It really is. It yeah. really is. So let, let's let's move on with it. Okay. Uh Guar is totally in on the joke. Uh 
they they do love stage violence, just like many people like horror movies yes. and things like that. Uh, they do sexual things on stage, but it's a parody of people's violence and sexual attitudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they do racist or sexual or violent humor, uh, but they're making jokes at racists, sexists, and the violent people. Yeah. They're not abdicating rape or murder in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Apparently, the entire band is supposedly on crack. Yeah, um, that's a big thing. Yeah, that well, may... at least in the 90s, but that was a big thing in America was the huge giant... Crack e- epidemic. Yeah. Yeah. So, Guar is all about freedom, and uh, Guar is really all about love, ultimately. Yeah. Uh, the first few rows will get slimed. If you're going to a Guar concert... If you're thirty or feet, thirty or forty feet back, mm-hmm. you're gonna get soaked. Yeah. You are safe in Guar's hands. Uh, they're pros. There's uh, a security barrier. There's a bunch of goons at the security barrier. Mm-hmm. They're made to make sure they're there to make sure the crowd doesn't get physically violent. But generally speaking, Guar crowds are no more violent than any other typical mosh pit experience. Right. There was a bigger mosh pit that I saw for. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. Seriously. What? Yeah. When my sister went to, when they redid, reissued the Woodstock yeah. concert, she went. Mm-hmm. And she said the pit for Crosby, Stills, and Nash was enormous. That is, makes absolutely no sense. Exactly. Yeah. So, so if that can happen for the for that band, yeah, you know, a little bit might happen for Guar. Yeah. Uh, number five, mm-hmm. Guar is a blue state. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're very right wing, you're probably not going to like Guar. Exactly. Uh, you know, they basically they're 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 not for the Republicans. They're not for the money. Yeah. The power. Yeah. The they're not wep- to keep the little people down. The weaponizing and glass ceiling. Yeah. Kind of folk. Yeah. They didn't vote for Bush. Let's say that <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, remember that Guar are fictional characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes what they do or they say, uh, you know, they are complete jerks, but that's not necessarily who they are in real life. Right. Uh, if you do get angry at Guar, uh, you're pretty much making a fool of yourself because you might as well get mad at Homer Simpson for being a dumbass. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, number seven, please do not throw dead animals at the band. <laughs> What? That's yeah. on the list? So apparently, uh, yes. Uh, apparently, uh, they have had dead chickens thrown at them, dead cats thrown at them uh, with eye- their eyeballs hanging out of their socket occasionally. Oh. They've had ar- uh, dead armadillos thrown at them. Oh, and uh, occasionally, you know, he says, we attract a bunch of weirdos. This is from yeah. Dave Rocky. We yeah. attract a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. We do get the occasional dead cat thrown at us, <laughs> but that just comes with the terrain. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Number eight. Bring the kids. Bring the kids. This is like the one thing where I'm like, really? Okay, so I'm going to actually read Dave Brocky's quote on this. Okay. Recently at a show, we had three generations of Guar fans in one family. A grandma, her kid, and her kid's kid all there together in the front row wearing Guar t-shirts, all covered in slime and blood, going to a Guar show has become a rite of, patches, pa, pa, uh, rite of passage, like having sex for the first time or smoking crack. Well... <laughs> Well, not that you have to smoke crack, but going to a guar show is something that pretty much every teenager is going to do sooner or later. Maybe not the crack part. Maybe not the crack part. Yeah. Yeah. So I never smoked any crack. But uh, but anyway, I have gone to a guar concert. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
like we had talked about, there's been, uh, you know, various other people. Uh, but um, since 2014, mm-hmm. let, let's let's get into the, you know, the kind of the sad parts. The real sad parts. Okay. Not the so, stage yeah. sad parts. So um, there has been at least two deaths in the in the Guar band. Right, in the family. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, Corey Smoot, uh, mm-hmm. his stage name being Flatus Maximus. Uh, he passed away in uh, 2011. Yeah. Um, now, I couldn't actually find out what it was from, but I'm fairly sure that it was uh, drug-related. Yeah, he actually died of a coronary artery thrombosis uh, brought on by an existing, a pre-existing uh, coronary artery disease. Oh, so it wasn't drug-related? No. Oh, well, that's good. So yeah. he actually died of pretty much natural causes. Well, not nat- that's not natural, but it was a disease that he had. And that it, he had. Yeah. Well, that's very good, and I apologize to the Smoot family. I, I really do. Um, so he was a, uh, a member of Guar since 2002 and passed away in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had done a show the night before, and they were actually about to pass the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to be awake for that because yeah. they all need to give their IDs and their passports as you ca- pass the Canadian border. Right. And they couldn't wake up uh, Smoot, and, and that's when they realized that he had, had passed away right, uh, right. You know, in his sleep. So, of course, that's you know, uh, very tragic. And uh, also, uh, just uh, this past year in 2014, uh, Odorous Arungus, or as we, uh, as you know, offstage, he goes by uh, uh, Dave Brocky. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, like we had said, he had been the glue that held Guar together for a very, very long time. He was the, yeah. the front man of the group, uh, you know, you know, the the leader, if you will. Mm-hmm. And he actually uh, passed away. Uh, at, from an accidental drug overdose. Yeah, it's heroin. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I guess he caught a caught a habit. Yeah, uh, somewhere is most likely yeah. what happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, from probably years of touring and and, yeah. and whatnot. So, um, of course, you know, uh, the band has gone on since, mm-hmm. and you know, Blothar has taken up the the singing role. Uh, you also have another a new female in the band. Uh, who is Volvatron? She is uh, from the uh, the year sixty nine thousand, <laughs> and she has come back uh, to join the uh, the the best band that ever was, Guar. Yes, uh, to yes. help them along, uh, to make sure they defeat I don't know somebody in the future. I'm not really sure. I don't remember, uh, but I do believe <laughs> that, so many characters. Yeah, way too many characters. But she has these giant like when I say fake breasts, I don't mean like augmented. They're yes. actually like. Foam, rubber, fake breasts. Think Madonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like bullet bra kind of thing. But they're actually like, they're totally um, skin tone colored, mm-hmm. you know. And they're covered up uh, for most of the stage show until she pulls them off, mm-hmm. and I believe shoots blood out of her nipples all over <laughs> the crowd, which is bizarre. Uh, okay. Yeah. So and that yeah that's Volvatron. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, I actually found like a pretty cool article with her. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about different things. And of course, like the most of the band members in Guar mm-hmm. stay. Like if you are in costume, you are in character. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You no, know you don't I mean? break character. You, they don't, do no, not. No, no. Never <laughs> ever break character. <laughs> no. Not I, with, if you have the suit on, don't break character. Yeah, you don't break character. Right. And it's so funny, like too. Total as well. method. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like. Like watching a whole bunch of interviews, you know, just kind of doing research for this yeah, with we like Cy Menstra and mm-hmm. with Odorous, uh, 
they all like they have a, like a vaguely European like accent. Yeah, it's like for most of it, Germanic New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I so know. Weird. So like beefcake most of the time is like has this New Jersey accent, as does Sleazy P Martini, mm-hmm. who is he their actual manager, as well as being the manager. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Sleazy P Martini is their manager in you know on stage. Right. You know, and he's got like a purple suit and a big, you know, a big pompadour. Oof, pompadour. It's a right? pompadour. Yeah. 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 And of course, he got them all hooked on crack to begin with when they came out of the ice. So, uh, Joe, also every year, I wanted to mention that they do the barbecue, of yeah. course. Like five years in a row? Yeah. I believe. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, so every year they do the barbecue. They've been doing this for a long time, and they usually do it at this uh, just like rundown um, water amusement park kind of thing, like, you know, with the water slides and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and they have tons of beer and, you know, a, f- a few different bands play. And, of course, Guar, you know, usually ends it. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes old characters will come back and perform with mm-hmm. them. Uh, this past year, uh, you know, Slymenster came back and performed with them. Nice. Uh, because she was in town. Um, and also one of the things that they did this past year. Oh, I also want to mention that they have the, the, uh, the Kilsner. It's mm-hmm. the Guar beer Kilsner yeah. uh, that they have, and that's I think the only beer that they serve during the entire <laughs> event. Yeah, it's like that show we saw. Me, oh, you and your we wife. We saw like a Bud Light show with uh, Frank Turner, and, <laughs> and all they sold was Bud Light. Wow. We were like, "Can I just get a Bud at least because it's not <laughs> so as awful?" Right. They were like, "No, Bud Light only." That's we're it. like, "It's the same brand." <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but th- that's all they serve. But I think it's actually fairly decent. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's made by like a craft beer. Right. You know what I mean? Brewing company as mm-hmm. compared to a, you know, a mega brewery. Right. So uh, so this past year when they had it, though, um, because of Dave Brockie's death, you know, Odorous Arungus, they actually had uh, his, you know, his attire, his Odorous outfit, his yeah. foam rubber outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took it, they dressed it up, and then they had like a, like a John boat. You know, like one of those green, like, you yeah. know, like just, you know, like a little tiny fishing boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, they, I believe they glued or did something to the side. Uh, so it had all kinds of, you know, wood on it and it looked like a Viking ship vessel. Yeah. Yeah. And they placed his uh, effigy inside of it. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, he had his cuttlefish of Cthulhu. And I don't even think we've mentioned this yet, but he <laughs> has a giant cuttlefish of Cthulhu that hangs from his crouch <laughs> it's basically a well it's a it's a, a a cod piece but it's not a cod piece it's, it was his uh space demon junk dong it <laughs> yeah, was it was, just... was basically odorous's dong is the right, idea right right and it hangs out during the show yeah uh, yeah um there's a great movie mm-hmm. they did and We'll get into a little bit of that, but they do these movies, actual movies based on albums. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. a full movie that goes along with the entire album. And it has like every, yeah, and it also, so it'll have, you know, different, um, you know, well, well let's, let's, let's anyway, get back to the Viking ship. Yeah. Phallus in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. And the cuttlefish was a major player in that film. In that part. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so basically, 
uh, as he because he's laying down, mm-hmm. the cuttlefish of Cthulhu is of course sticking straight up in the air <laughs> like a ship's mast. Yes, it is. Uh, which is absolutely. And Joe, I showed you the picture, and yeah. you're gonna have to go and look at, it the, is at, the, at this picture. Yeah. So um, I'll put this on the show notes, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they, you know, they like a Viking funeral. They lit it on fire, and everyone cheered, and they, you yeah. know, went about their day, yeah. and they did it in in effigy. Yeah, of course. Now Dave Brocky's body. Act- has also actually been cremated. Yeah. Um, there's some weird circumstances surrounding that. Yeah, I heard there was um, his father, there was a, a lawsuit filed. Yeah, he filed a lawsuit against the band saying that he never got, you know, uh, uh, Dave's part of the estate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, just all kinds of different things that he asked asked for the ashes right. because the ashes are, I guess, be- technically belong to the, the slave pit or that's where they have them. Well, he is uh, his father is the holder of his estate. Yeah. So well, his, I, I believe that he also didn't have that great of a relationship with his father. And there's that too. So, um, but for some reason, when he asked for some of the ashes, he said that they basically gave it to him in like a huge sandwich baggie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And all these terrible things. And the band has put out a statement basically saying that he was full of crap. Right. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. So, but he was trying to get all of his guitars and things like that. So, mm. you don't know if this is like a cash grab on his father's part. Yeah, which you know what I mean, trying to like really sell sad. it really does. So, if, if it's that, if it if it is that situation, yeah. it's just horrible. And we don't know 100%. We're not a part of that, you know right, what I mean? This is right. just speculation because of the mm-hmm. news media and things like that. Right. But it is a very strange thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean with, yeah, with that strange. whole thing. If you guys are really interested First album that came out was Hell Dash O, so Hello. Hello, yeah. Uh, and then Hello, is it me you look? Oh, not no, that. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, and then, pretty much every few years, they would pop out an album. One of my favorite albums they've ever done was America Must Be Destroyed. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much listen to that album straight through, like on repeat. It's that good. This Toilet Earth, Ragnarok, Carnival of Chaos, We Kill Everything, Violence Has Arrived, War Party, and the list goes on. Then you have their movies, and those are even better sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite we mentioned, Phallus in Wonderland, yeah. where Odorous basically his, uh, I don't remember the circumstances, but the cuttlefish decides to leave Odorous for, for a day or so. Mm-hmm. And the entire movie is basically the band trying to track down Odorous's junk. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And madness and craziness ensues therein. I also want to mention that there are certain times where they've been on a lot of, like, talk shows. You know, yeah. like well, Donahue and... That's how they got Springer on stage yeah. mm-hmm. at, at a live show. Yeah. Because he had them on... Uh, during, I want to say it was like late 90s yeah. when parents were basically freaking out over people like Manson, Marilyn Manson, not yeah. Charles, uh, Nine Inch Nails, and, you know, all of the, the darker sort of music that mm-hmm. we grew up listening to. Yeah. And uh, having... Saying it's, that it's ruining their kids exactly. and things like that. And, and they, he wanted their perspective. Yeah. And the entire show. I mean, I've seen the clips of that show. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Odorous. And they keep character the entire time. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like Dave 
is trying so hard to stay in character because he wants to just yell at these parents <laughs> for being complete morons. Yeah. But he does it in character, yeah. which makes it even that much more hilarious. It just puts another layer of sarcasm on yeah, top. Yeah, but he's, he's just completely beautiful. right. Yeah. You know, it's like th- we're just showing them the crap you guys we're do. We're an outlet. Yeah, yeah. You we're know? showing them what is on TV and news every day and making it, you know that much more ridiculous so they realize that it is a horrible thing yeah you know and it's not something to be shrugged off and you know what a, oh it's the news it's horrible no seriously don't kill people don't do this don't do that yeah that's what they they're are trying like war is to. basically the embodiment of everything that you should not do and that's the yeah. whole point they are it's almost like it's always sunny in philadelphia mm-hmm. the whole point is they are the most despicable people at, on both counts, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're the most despicable people and or aliens mm-hmm. that, that exist. <laughs> and or aliens, yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, don't be like them, obviously, mm-hmm. because they are terrible, terrible people. Right. You know what I mean? But that's not necessarily how they, what who they are in real life. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, yeah, it's... I don't know. It's kind of... Obviously, you know, Dave probably had some kind of a drug habit, and that's and awful. That's, that, I mean, that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Especially performers, yeah, you know, because of the the grind mm-hmm. of touring and recording, and you know, just there's a lot of stress. Yeah, it's a lot of stress, but it's not an excuse. It's just very prevalent in that, you know, kind of work. Mm-hmm. But basically, uh, so we were talking about the uh, Cuttlefish of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally, when he goes and he does, uh, you know, TV shows like that, mm-hmm. he can't wear the giant codpiece dong (laughs) and he when he cannot do that Mm -hmm. he will uh wear a mangina on the (laughs) front of him Mm -hmm. and it has giant mangina teeth and he'll (laughs) wear that instead right i don't know how that's necessarily any better maybe he's (laughs) just like oh it's a belt buckle or something i don't know people are oh man i don't even want to get into that but uh yeah, he had interchangeable cod pieces basically yeah. for his outfits. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, a lot of this stuff, like I said, you know, it's foam rubber. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Usually for like a set, you know what I mean? When you're using that kind of stuff on a horror movie, you know, you use it one time and then it goes into storage or it sits in someone's house. Right. But they're rocking out in this every single night. Oh basically. yeah, they had. You know, part of the Slave Pit crew was the fabricators. Yeah. You know, they had people making things all the time to replace the items they would destroy on stage by accident or on purpose, mm-hmm. you know, or just wear and tear. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you know, one of the interviews that I read was he was talking about uh, the cuttlefish of Cthulhu, and he's like, oh, that thing? That thing lasts like 10 years. He's like, but it's like the arm pads. They, The arm pads, the mask, they go like every four shows I need to replace those. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Which I think is like, uh, I mean, that's crazy. But, mm-hmm. you know, that the cuttlefish would stick around for 10, you know what I mean? Almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, he does a lot of stuff with that, you know? Yeah. So, but I, you know, one of my favorite characters, I would have to say, would probably be Balzac, the Jaws of Death. Uh-huh. With He has, you know, what I believe, so he's got, I, first off, instead of the Jaws of Life, he's the, Jaws, the Jaws of, of death. death. Yeah. You know, but he his, whole face is basically like a, bear trap. a giant bear trap, yeah. right? But I believe also that he actually has eyeballs mm-hmm. on his testicles. Yeah, well, is is how he can see? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is it is said that if you remove the the actual bear trap mask, yeah, 
he has a scrotum. Oh, for a face. For a face. So that's, yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's why he wears the mask. That's why he wears the, the jaws <laughs> of death. Okay. So like we said, everyone has their own unique oh, yes. like character. Oh, yes. They have like who they are. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're all monsters. I also watched, uh, you know, our friend Ryan, who is really into uh, Indiguar. Yeah, he was, was one of the main reasons why I got into Me that. too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he did, decided not to come on our trip to mm-hmm. Richmond. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to take this time to chide you. And make fun of you. And make fun of you. Shame on you, Ryan. <laughs> shame. Shame. Oh, shame. You missed so much guar. And we had such a good time. Done? Done. We're good? We're okay. Done. All right. We're good. Uh, but <laughs> he, um, he suggested that I watch a movie called uh, uh, Digging Up the Marrow. Uh-huh. Which has uh who's the, who was the guy who played uh Laura Palmer's father? The guy uh he played Leland Palmer. I can't remember him off the top of my head, but he's he's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um and uh also who was let's see. Uh oh so uh I believe it's David Green. He's uh you know, he's made a whole bunch of like movies like Hatchet and Hatchet Two and Hatchet okay. Three, uh, <laughs> so just the Hatchet movie, the Hatchet series, if you will. Right. But he, you know, he basically he's like a B movie director. Okay. And I also just recently listened to an episode of uh, of uh, the Nerdist that he was on. Mm-hmm. So you know, and he talked a little bit about Dave Brocky. He also did a, a a show called Holliston that I haven't had a chance to see yet. Uh, I, I got to buy those, but mm-hmm. that only ran one episode. Okay. But Odorous was apparently a monster that lived in the closet. Nice. And he came out and he talked to the main character mm-hmm. and gave him advice and things like that. But also, Odorous was also in this movie, but there was like just some con footage. Okay. You know what I mean? It's one of those, it's one of those movies that uh, it starts off like really like, you're like, oh, so this is a, you know, it, it's so weird. It's like, oh, so this is like a documentary style thing. And mm-hmm. it's a documentary and then it starts to take a turn for the weird Mm-hmm. Where monsters are actually real, you know what I mean, and like one of these people at the con starts sending in letters and talking to you know this filmmaker, you know, and he starts going out and filming it, and it turns out these monsters are actually real and they're coming after them. So okay. it, it's really really cool. So if you get the chance, even though like Odorous is only in it for like two scenes or three scenes, <laughs> and he only says a few things right. during the con stuff at the beginning, it turns out it was a really really good uh, movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, all the creatures were awesome, um, but I really would like to see Holliston. And if anyone has seen it, please uh, email us in, let us know, uh, and we'll send you a you know the address, and you can send us the DVD copy, and so we can borrow it and watch it together. <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? We'll send it back. I promise. One of my first times uh, seeing Guar, like before I saw them live, mm-hmm. uh, I had no clue who they were. Was a movie called Hardware. Uh, it sounds familiar. It's an old sci-fi movie, and uh, it's funny because uh, Lemmy mm-hmm. Kegmeister, yeah, uh, from Motorhead, yeah, he's in it. The the mole man. Yeah, well, I, like I always call him. call him the Ace of Spades, Lumpy Kegmeister. Yeah, <laughs> because the, the little cocoa puffs. Yeah. Um, but in one scene, uh, one of the main characters is watching TV. And the the video that is playing on the TV is Guar. Is Guar. It's and you were like, like, who are those people? But the song you hear is Ministry. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. So who made that decision? Uh, the people who made hardware. Obviously. <laughs> 
I also wanted to mention that we really, really wanted to get our friend uh, Tony E mm, uh, yeah. from the Rock and Roll Freak Show on this because, and now you would notice him, uh, you probably remember him from our cosplay episode. Mm-hmm. He is a huge Guar fan. Yes, he is. And we, uh, you know, like we were talking about those mugs that we got, mm-hmm. we actually picked up a few from for a few of our friends. And yeah. one of the people who we got it for uh, is for uh, Tony. Yeah. Uh, also, our friend Tony Deville mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Jonathan from Free State Guitars. We got them all stuff. Right, because so, they are all Guar fans. All Guar fans. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Darren, Dangerous D, you're mm-hmm. going to have to suck it. We didn't get you one. <laughs> you're going to have to wait till we go back to Richmond again, because I'm not <laughs> sending that out to California IA. Right. Okay? So, uh, anyway, and I also ran out of money. <laughs> and there is that. What? Well, actually, what we did was we posted a picture of the mug on Facebook, mm-hmm. and everyone just kept on sending us messages like, you <laughs> better pick, give, give me one, give me one of those. <laughs> and until, like, and the, the mugs were like, even though it comes with a free drink, there are they are kind of expensive. Thirty they're like, bucks. They're like pop. thirty bucks for yeah. a mug. Yeah. For like a commemorative bar mug. But I mean, yeah. they're really worth it. They're nice, nice mugs. They are, yeah, they are sturdy. Yeah. Large, ridiculous mugs. Yeah, and they're awesome. But they're you know they are thirty bucks a piece. Exactly. So yeah. you know what I mean for one for you, one for me, and then one for three of our friends. We spent well over a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean buying all those mugs. So right. uh, you know just getting those. So uh, to all you uh, uh, our, all you friends that we've told you that you're, the mug is coming your way, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to stop by and we'll drop it off. Uh, Guar, a Guar video was also on uh, on a Beavis and Butthead episode yep. as well, mm-hmm. you know, and they freaked out, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. How awesome it was. But they've been in and out of pop culture in, in several different movies, several different, you know, TV shows uh, throughout their entire career. All right, Joe. So this episode is going to be coming out on June 11th, That's 2015. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're actually going to give away mm. something here. Something pretty awesome. We've been talking about these guar mugs the entire time. <laughs> yeah. we're gonna, we, we bought an extra one. Yes, we did. Specifically for our listeners. That's right. Now, we are going to give you, one of you, one of these mugs. Mm. We will ship it to you wherever, however much it costs. We are going to send it to you. But we need you to do something for us, okay? And here's what we need you to do. Go on to whatever podcatcher you use. If you use iTunes, if you use Stitcher, if you use uh, what, what is it, TuneIn, mm-hmm. any pod uh, catcher that you use, give us a review on that. Take a screenshot, send it into us at feedback at thecurioso.com. Send us the screenshot, and we will pick a random winner. When we pick the winner, we will send the mug out to you. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to give you some time, okay? Since this comes out on June 11th, we're going to give you until August 11th to do this. And then we have an episode coming out on the 20th, and we'll announce the winner at that time. And when we announce the winner, we'll say your name, and then we'll ship the mug out to you promptly. And there might even be some Curioso merch uh, in there for you. There might be. Yeah. So make sure, you, uh, make sure you send those in. Let us know. And all the episodes between now and then, we'll try to make sure we remind you. Does that sound good, Curiosos? Sounds pretty good to me. Sounds good to me, too. Those mugs are freaking rad. They are awesome. So uh, so anyway, Curiosos, thank you so much for hanging out, talking about Guar with us, mm-hmm. uh, for getting spewed with our Jismo uh, <laughs> globin. Yep, and our cuttlefishes. So we really appreciate it, and have a wonderful day. Is that dumb? Have a Guartastic day. That's even dumber. 
Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us, facebook.com backslash thecurioso podcast. Check out our merchandise on zazzle.com backslash curioso podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash curioso podcast. On the left-hand side of thecurioso.com, you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link. And if you're a real Curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. That's it. That's it. No, the other one. Huh? Don't you have a kid? Do I? Yeah. 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 yeah, and he's six. So you, you and had to at least have had sex once. Yeah, oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The one time. I've done that a couple of times. <laughs> Sometimes with some other people. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Dan doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean with other. <laughs> I meant that. Besides.